fun celebrations, funerals, or whatever you want to call them. But that's for us that are, that are here and alive. I want to talk to you this morning about some things that need to change in the church uh, for us, but churches. One of the things that's been bothering me for a long time is uh, the church culture has changed to fit the worldly culture. And I remember uh, how people dress. And uh, uh, you see now that, uh, you see, uh, I, I got all the religious channels. You got pastors dressing in skinny jeans and jeans with holes and, and uh, all that kind of stuff. Y'all seen them. And they say it's one to make other people comfortable. Well, the church is not supposed to make you comfortable. It's supposed to make you uncomfortable, you see. Now, that's okay for folks to wear jeans to church. I don't believe in uh, you wear jeans to church. And, and I see some of the women that's on uh, some preaching, and you wouldn't know if they were who they were, Christians or not. I'm not wearing, talking about wearing pants, because First Lady wears pants all the time, and you know how she dresses. I'm talking about, I want us to know that, that the world doesn't get better just because we become Christians. You know, but we become Christians so that we are identified different from them, okay? And so let's don't get, let's don't go out as pastors talking about uh, 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 we should dress, yes, there's a certain way you ought to dress coming to church, you see? And wait till I make a point. Now, it's nothing to do with these doctrines and women no pants and all that stuff. I'm talking about you should be clean and presentable. And as a Christian, there ought to be some things that you look different than the world not allowing the culture of the world to come in and change the way we are. It's just like if you see me all the time, I'm either in a, I'm always in a suit coat, pants, and a tie or bow tie, all right? And that's, that's the way I feel like dressing. You see, Brother Trevor comes in, and he has slacks on and a shirt and his belt, and I know why he does that, because he hasn't got that belly yet. <laughs> so, 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 so. so. So he, he, ain't, he ain't got, yeah. one of these days, you'll see Brother Trevor wearing one of these, and I'm going to go up and pat him on his belt. As I told you, it would happen to you. But, uh, but so a lot of things that we do that uh, we can still be Christians, but we are separate from the world. And one of the things about it is, and I'm going to do my commentary first, uh, the world doesn't get better just because we become Christians. And one of the things that we have to understand, the world don't change. It, I mean, it, it doesn't get better because we, we Christians. We still have to pay our bills. We still have to pay our bills, right? Right? And, and, we, and, and deal with people. We have to deal with people, yes, and deal with some people who we don't want to deal with, right? And face uh, uh, stressful changes in our, uh, what life brings us. Sometimes life brings us some stressful changes. So just because I'm a Christian, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to have to deal with some life because life is going to deal with me to have to deal with some stressful changes. Because becoming a Christian, it means change. It's a Christ-like. So when I say I'm a Christian, born-again Christian, that means that I, my life is more like Christ-like, right? Not worldly anymore. And so what, it's just like, it's been stressful for uh, for me to, to, to figure out uh, when we should start letting people come back into the church. That's a stressful thing. Well, uh, you all that's had, looking at me, that's had both of your shots, 
uh, uh, you should be coming back into church. We need to start filtering back into the church. You all that's had uh, the, the COVID, they tell us that that lasts up to six months, I think, after you've had it, four to six months. We should be, you know that, just don't lie. We, we, gotta, we gotta keep, we gotta start getting back into the church because uh, we need that. And sure, it's stressful. Sister Gwen and I got our first shot on Wednesday and uh, we doing the, you know, just because I'm a pastor doesn't mean the COVID-19, is that what it's called? It doesn't know, care not about me being a pastor. I couldn't wait to go down there to get that shot of my heart, right? Because two reasons, God gave me sense. He gave me wisdom and knowledge. So it doesn't bypass us. Nothing bypasses us. You know, stress doesn't. Some of you dealing with kids and grandkids and bills, health, finance. It doesn't pass us, you see. Uh, 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 but we can get through it easier than worldly people. We just don't fall apart read the there are pressures beyond our control. There, there, are beyond, there are going to be pressures beyond our control. And they will tend to make us in, uh, uh, get, what, pardon? Anxious. It makes us anxious. There are some things that's beyond our control. Mm -hmm. This virus is beyond our control. We, there's nothing we can do with that. You see, the weather was beyond our control. You see, so there are things as Christians, we need to get off this thing thinking, I'm going to be a Christian and everything going to be all right. Where is that? You see, ask those people in Texas, California, and other places. Some places they're getting there. There are just life things. There are stress things. What are we doing? You see, they're going to be. The difference between us is the world medicates themselves. We don't medicate ourselves because we have Christ. You see, there's no place in the Bible that says everything's going to be. <laughs> no, but it tells us that we can overcome these things because we have Christ. All right. And those pressures can wear us down if we aren't careful to protect ourselves from the world. And, and the pressures will wear you down if we don't protect ourselves. You see, there's when well, you say, Pastor, God's supposed to take. No, he isn't. The Bible says for us to put on Christ. That's in Galatians. It says for us to put on Christ. Why would it tell us to put on Christ if we could do it without putting on Christ? It's telling us to put on Christ because the same situations and circumstances that, that, that happened before we put on Christ is still going on. The difference is once we put on Christ, we deal with these situations and things a little bit different. Does that make sense to you? There's going to be some broken hearts. Yes, there is. There's going to be death. There's going to be sickness. All of these things don't change because you become a Christian. The only thing that changes is that you put on Christ. You deal with them in a godly way. And God gives you the strength and the power to deal with these things because the world ain't going no place. Listen, there'll be another virus come one of these days. Yes, there'll be weather that we can't don't want to deal with. All of these things, you're going to lose sons and daughters. Maybe not lose sons and daughters in death, but lose sons and daughters in their emotion and mind and the way they think and the way they process and the way they want to go and handle their lives. In other words, some of you all that's got kids, you're going to have some prodigal sons and some prodigal daughters. That's, you see, but it's how you handle those things. You can be married, you couples here. There are going to be situations and circumstances that you're going to have to put on Christ to deal with it. You got to get out of self and put on Christ to deal with these things. I'm talking about so the, the world doesn't affect us like it affects worldly people. We don't respond to those things 
like worldly people to respond to those things. We put on Christ. And what that means is let this mind be in you that's also in Christ. So we have the mind of Christ. We're allowing God to reproduce himself in us. So when God reproduces himself in us, then we are prepared people in a prepared place. We're not an unprepared people in a prepared place. We're prepared people in a prepared place because we've been listening, reading our Bible. We've been meditating, uh, going through our Bible studies or listening to them now. We come to church, which we'll be getting back. You guys are live streaming because I'm hearing too many people, even some of my people, deal with things in a way that they should not have to deal with those things. In a stressful way, with a lot of anxiety. They're dealing with those things. No, 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 no. Put on Christ. If you put on Christ, then you will be able to handle all situations and circumstances. God didn't promise us a bed of roses. And even though if you look at a bed of roses, I mean, you look at a bed of roses, isn't them roses pretty? But don't forget they own thorns. All right, here we go. And this is what the Bible do. Paul, write, he writes, and we'll get in Galatians. I think we got something there. Paul is trying, he gave us a strategy to help us to deal with the problems of daily life. There's no place that you're going to go where you don't have to deal with daily life. But he's given us a strategy through the gospel. And the gospel says that the Bible gives us the, the knowledge, the wisdom and understanding to deal with every situation that will come upon us. But God used Paul and Paul gave us a strategy to help us uh, uh, to guard against troubles because you're going to have troubles. in daily life. one thing I can promise you, trouble going to find you. Trouble's going to find us. But the gospel of Christ prepares us to deal with the troubles of life. All right. And so what we're thinking about the things of heaven and not the things of earth. When when our sister sung that song, well, that song's about, hey, we're looking up, not down. You see what I'm saying? Y'all with me? And so we, we, we got everything we need in Christ, but we need to get back to living a Christian life. It seems like all at once now, what is what kind of I'm looking at? What do these people come from? They call them Christians. No, Christians mean you practice in Christ. You represent in Christ. You see, churchgoers and Christians are two different people. All right? But if we are Christians and that means we are Christ like if we are Christ, Christ had problems. One time in the scripture, the gospel, he said, my soul is troubled. That's when he's getting ready to go be crucified. So he, he understands troubles. Are y'all with me? We got to get it together, folks. All right. And he also wrote, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Said, that, and the Bible tells us, pray mm -hmm. about everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pray in season and out of season. All right. We need to go in prayer. And going in prayer, see, once when you go in prayer, sometimes you listen longer than the prayer. Because mm -hmm. you're going in prayer to get answers. Some right. folks, when they get through praying, they get up. No, when you get through praying, stop and listen. You'll get the answer probably before you get off your knees. All right. All right. So we praying about things. We praying about we praying about our country. We praying about our church. We're praying about our family. We're praying as individuals. We praying about everything. That's right. All right. And it says, tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. So it's easy. I pray to God for what I need and I thank him for all what he's done for me. And when I look what he's done for me, then I already know that he's going to do it again. You see, right. we should, when sometimes prayers ought to be prayers of thanksgiving. 
Just thank you, Lord, for the blessings that you stored upon me. Do you understand what I'm saying? America, and I'm just going to use this COVID-19 or whatever they call this thing. We are grateful for those scientists that put this together. We're thankful. You see, we're grateful for that. Be grateful for some things. You see, be grateful. The one of the things for you all that's in families, there's one of the things that's missing in families. Be grateful for your husband. Be grateful for your wife, your mother, your father. Be grateful. There's your job. Be grateful for some things. If we would start being grateful for things, it would make life much easier. You see? Get out of the negative and get into the positive. You see? Are we with me? Thanking God, then you will experience his peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. And so I thank God. And when you start thanking God for all the things around you, you'll be thanking God for his peace. You thank God for his peace, you'll be like, you know, I'm a, most of the people I know in Christ Temple know, you all got homes, cars, clothes, food, jobs. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? You ought to be praising and thanking God. That's right. And then you have peace. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's be, it can go exceedingly above anything that you can understand. Mm-hmm. Some of us are living a life that we can't explain how we got there. God has blessed us so much if we had take a look and say, Lord, I'm not qualified to be living like I'm living. How am I living like I'm living? You see? And that's what we need to do. Just like this building here, we're grateful for this building. There's only 20 people in here right now. I want to make sure I counted them. Well, there's going to be 250, 300 people in here one day, maybe even more than that. But it kept, the church has kept it going. We're grateful that the doors of the church are, are still open and people are giving their tithes and goodwill offering and doing the things to keep this going, even though they're not here. Pastor's grateful. I pray for that all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for that. That's right. You see? Mm-hmm. Pretty soon, Sister Gwen will be able to start hugging people again. And she, <laughs> so she loves hugging people. And, and some of you are going to be grateful to get a hug. Because a lot of us know some people who are not going to get a hug ever again. But we will be here again. Grateful. You see, go to that fridge. Grateful. Go to your cabinets. Grateful. Not look in your closet. Grateful. You see? We have so many things to be grateful for. And then that gives you peace. All right? And his peace will guard your hearts. And his peace will, his peace will guard your hearts and your mind. As you live in Christ Jesus. You see, my heart is guarded by God's peace. I can tell you, I'm really, I ain't preaching this. I'm testifying now. It is God has guarded my heart. I have so much peace in my life. I ain't getting ready to die. I have so much peace in my life because I'm living in Christ. I've lived the other one for years. Excuse me, for decades. But I have peace now because I'm living in Christ. And Christ is guarding my heart. You see? All right. The idea of God guarding us from the evil we face in life is comforting. And the the comforting I get is that God is guarding evil from my life. He's guarding evil from my life. God's peace is promised. Only if we do what? Routinely. What? Routinely. What? Routinely. Routinely. Yes, turn every worry and need over to him. Turn it over to him. Mm-hmm. People are worried about people. Who are you going to change? Well, right. If you could have changed them, they never would have got in that situation in the first place. Mm-hmm. Turn it over to him. Mm-hmm. 
You see? That's right. And once That's you right. turn him over to him, you got what? Develop. Peace. And now ladies, because y'all are worse mm -hmm. at this, when you turn it over to him, then get your hands out of it. Right. Let it go. You see, people say that all the time. I'm turning my children over to God. 15 minutes later, baby, you all right? <laughs> turn it over means turn it over. This is, it's God. And let me tell you, if you do that, he'll straighten it out. Because he can straighten folks out that you can't straighten out. Mm -hmm. You see? So mm -hmm. turn, it, turn it over to him. All right. And develop a grateful attitude. And then you develop a grateful attitude. When you turn our worries over to God's care, mm -hmm. we will discover his protection and experience the inner peace that passes all understanding. Mm -hmm. And people will look at you, Brother Isaac, and they're like, man, you just don't let things bother you. Because well, things ain't supposed to bother me. You see? People let things bother them because you put things in your life. But if you turn those things over to him, you have peace in your life. And most people that are struggling that don't have peace in their life really is dealing with something that probably ain't none of their business in the first place. Yeah. Well. Or something they can't change. Do you understand what I'm talking about? But this Bible study today is about, so if, if, if you're serious about living a new resurrection life, would Christ act like it? Mm -hmm. Galatians 3, 1 through 4. And I just read that from the message. Mm -hmm. If you are serious about living a new resurrected life mm -hmm. with Christ, well, then act like it. Mm -hmm. And a resurrected life means if you be getting a new vigor, I mean, uh, the, the bringing a new vigor into your life. Mm -hmm. Huh? That's right. You see, resurrected means that I had to be resurrected from something, so I'm, I'm made now to be used again for Christ. That's right. Do you understand what I'm talking mm -hmm. about? That's right. I'm, I'm rejuvenated. Mm -hmm. I'm recharged. I'm revived. That's right. I'm living a new life. Mm -hmm. I'm living a resurrected life. Right, right. New life, yeah. you see? And when you live that new life, you have new joy, new happiness. Mm -hmm. You'll be like Paul. Paul says, I'm, when he was resurrected, I'm content with my life. You see? So the Bible is telling us here that we need to start living a resurrected life and in Christ and start acting like it. That's right. You see? There are certain things that I used to do. There's that old song, the place I used to go and I don't go no more. Because I'm living a resurrected life. Things that I used to be entertained with or entertained, I don't need that anymore. I'm living a resurrected life. All right. All right. Worry. I don't worry anymore. I'm living a resurrected life. Yeah. I don't have shame anymore. I have a resurrected life. I don't have blame anymore. I have a resurrected life. All right. Pursue the things over Christ, over which Christ presides. Mm -hmm. Pursue those things over which Christ presides. Yeah. I'm about Christ now. We're not man pleasers anymore or even self pleasers anymore. We're living how Christ had me to live. Keep going, please. Don't shuffle along. Eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. Some people, here they are. <laughs> Shuffling along in life, looking at what's in front of them. Really? All right, keep going for me. Please get me out of that shuffle. Look up and be alert to what is going around Christ. Look up and see what's around Christ. Mm -hmm. That's right. You see? Look toward heaven. Yeah. Not the ground. You see? Mm -hmm. 
looking up toward heaven. Because when I look toward heaven, I see heavenly things. You see? All right. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. You got to start looking and looking and seeing things from Christ's perspective. And when you do that, you look at some of the things. There have been things in my life lately that I looked through and I looked through the eyes of Christ and, and I looked and I listened and the Holy Spirit revealed to me, oh, this is just a temporary thing. This is a step to get you to the next step. Mm-hmm. You see, if, you, if you're looking through your own eyes, you say, why is this step here? Why is this so hard? You look through the eyes of Christ, you get to saying that old thing I say, it ain't nothing but a step for a climber. You see, because this step is leading me somewhere. Hmm. You see, because there's no nothing in Christ will never do anything to hold you where you at. Sometimes he puts steps and sometimes it can be a little annoying, but he's putting that step there to make you a better person. Mm -hmm. That's right. You see. All right. Here we go. The Amplified says, set your mind and keep focused habitually on the things above the heavenly things. We're looking at heavenly things. Mm-hmm. Looking at heavenly things. Yeah. Man, when you start looking at heavenly things and the blessing that God has for you, I mean, this is incredible. Mm-hmm. When you look at heavenly things, yeah. get out of there. Get your head up. Mm-hmm. Look up. Don't look down. All right. yeah. Look up. Yeah. Some people say to me, but Pastor, you know, I'm in a bad, I'm in a bad place now. Well, look up. Ain't no bad places up. Ain't no bad places when you look at things through a heavenly perspective. Look up. Get your head up. I've used this, uh, Coach Sanders, I've used this before. I can't think of, uh, Mike Tyson was fighting somebody. I forgot who he was fighting. And he went to uh, the corner and his old coach was there. I forgot his name. Yes. He slapped him. Yes, slapped him. Get your head up. You're the heavyweight champion of the world. And he went in there and took care of business. I would love the opportunity to slap some of my folks and tell them to get your head up. You are a child of God. Oh, yes. You are. Get your head up. You are a child of God. You're looking down. You represent Christ. You're empowered by the Holy Spirit. You have the attorney, uh, a power of attorney to use the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and you looking down to Satan? I'd love to slap him. Get your head up and look to Jesus. You see? You're a Christian. Act like it. Walk like it. Talk like it. Think like it. React like it. Respond like it. You see? Excuse me for my going crazy for a moment anyway. (laughs) All right. Don't focus on things that are on the earth, which only have temporal value. (laughs) Everything that's earthly is only temporary. Mm -hmm. It's all temporary. Mm -hmm. When I look sometimes, when I was looking at that fire out in California, when they had the million dollar homes, I mean, beautiful, gorgeous, that fire took it down just like that. Hurricanes take it down just like that. You see? Mm-hmm. Sometimes things can get in our body. Take it down just like that. Mm-hmm. You see? Brand new car. 
uh, Tiger Woods, that's a nice ride he had. Tore it up just like that. Mm-hmm. You see? It's all temporary. It's all temporary. That's right. You see? That's right. Everything on this side of life is temporary. Mm-hmm. You see? Right. Everything. Look at eternal things. Fred Price is one of the greatest pastors. He died in February a couple weeks ago at 89. And he built an incredible ministry. But for him, it's temporary. But he won't complain because he's in heaven. Mm-hmm. You see? That's right. All right. Verse 3. Your old life is dead. What? Say that again. Your old life is dead. What? Everybody just looking at me and listen to me. Say it. My old, My old life, life is, is dead. dead. It's dead. That's right. You're new. You have a new life now, mm-hmm. which is your real life. That's right. When you have a new life, it's your real life because it's in Christ. Mm-hmm. So your old life is dead. You got to tell something that some, sometimes there was one of my friends because, you know, I like to harass people. And uh, she had got a divorce, okay? It was a friend, so y'all know, you all that know me know that sometimes I, I like to harass folks. I would call her up and, and use her married name. And she'd say, oh, she's not here anymore, she's dead. <laughs> it was a joke, but it really, I'd really done that. <laughs> now, Louie, I'm going someplace. You need to divorce your old life. You got a new life. And that old life is dead. Somebody call you up and you, no, 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 she dead. He dead. I have a new life. And here's what they're going to tell you. Well, you think you're better than everybody. Better than some. Better than what I used to be because I got a new life. That's right. All right. Your real life, even though invisible to spectators, is with Christ in God. And see, people can't see it. Because they're not spiritual. Mm-hmm. They don't know what's in your spirit. That's right. Because your new life is, is, is with Christ in God is, is just your new life. They can't see it because they're not spiritual. Mm-hmm. So they can't identify you because they don't have a spiritual eye. Mm-hmm. All right. Where am I at? He is your life at the end of verse three. Okay. In verse 4, when Christ, your real life, remember. Remember, Christ, I'm I'm saying when Christ, your real life, remember. In other words, don't forget. When I'm through with this message, for the rest of your life, Mm -hmm. your real life, don't remember, it's a real life. Mm -hmm. And Christ is coming again. Go ahead, please. Yep. When he shows up again on this earth, you'll show up too, the real you, the glorious you. Yeah, when, when Christ comes. Again, if he would come, you're going to show up again. The glorious you. That's right. I mean, the honorable you. Mm-hmm. The, the great beauty of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah? That's right. A new life. Mm-hmm. A glorious you. That's what I'm living for. That's right. Because if I live for that, I die for that, and I inherit that. I am inheriting a glorious life. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. Meanwhile, be content with obscurity like Christ. I'm right now until he comes again, Sister Cozy, I'm content with the life I'm living in Christ. Mm-hmm. That's right. I'm good. Because see, see, once you get this, y'all, I'm, I'm serious about what I'm saying. Man, I'm living a good life now. I'm liking what I'm li- And you got something better? 
Some people say, it don't get any better than this. Yeah, it does for us. All right. All right. Now we're going to turn to Matthew 6, verse 31 through 33 from the Passion. So then, forsake your worries. Quit, quit worrying. What are you worried about? Right. All right. Why would you say, what will we eat? He said, why would we say, Jesus said, I think he's trying to say, come on, y'all. He said, mm-hmm. quit worrying about things. Why would you say, uh, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? Mm-hmm. Getting all caught up. He said, hey, y'all, come chill out. Mm-hmm. He said, chill out. That's right. Worried about too much stuff. Stuff. All right. He says, for that is what the unbelievers chase after. Yeah, that, that's what they're chasing after. Mm-hmm. We don't have to chase after those things. God said he'll supply us with every needs. That's right. All right. Doesn't your heavenly father already know the things your bodies require? He knows the things our bodies require. You know, some of us were living, when we were poor, we were eating healthier than when we got money. Because some of you are not from the country, but some of us from the country, we was eating greens and potatoes and tomatoes and carrots, you see? And we thought, well, we poor. And now you, the price went up on carrots, tomatoes, and green beans, and potatoes because it's healthy. Mm-hmm. We didn't have enough sense to know that where we were at in them days, God had blessed us what we needed to eat to keep us healthy. Wow. We were thinking we were poor because we couldn't eat them steaks. Mm-hmm. And now they're telling you to stay off the red meat. You see what I'm saying? Wait a minute. And if you look at it, now they're saying there's some part of the pork is better for you than the other. Right. So God had given us everything we needed. I, uh, we have a tree out there, and I saw Brother Larry was on the tree, and he was eating the berries off the tree. I'm, I'm talking about that. And I, I remember the time, I was laughing at him, laughing at him because I remember the time us kids in the country, we go play, and we find a berry tree, and we'd eat, we go home, you know, stuff. you see? God, God already gave us what we needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. Right. Yeah, he did. All right, keep going. I'm getting tired. I guess I'm getting close. Verse 33. So above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom. I'm after God's kingdom. If mm-hmm. I'm going to chase anything, it's going to be after the spirit realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him. Mm-hmm. It's about him. It's about chasing by what God. Thank you. It's about chasing what God is now. It's about me chasing heavenly things now. I'm past all that other stuff. All right? right. About to finish it up. Am I doing all right? That's right. All right. And it's his way of doing and being right. (laughs) The attitude and character of God. That's right. You all know about that. I've always told you about the attitude and Mm -hmm. character of God. God wants to reproduce himself in us. He wants us to have a God character and a God attitude. Period. Period. All right? That's right. Then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. And Jesus says that Satan comes to kill and steal and destroy. You all know I love this. But mm-hmm. God says if you, if you search for the kingdom of God, you'll get this stuff in abundance. Plenty. Mm-hmm. That's right. Plenty of it. Overflowing. Mm-hmm. Some of you are living it. I'm looking at you. I know you're living it. You That's see? Right. The reason the church has not grown is because people will not testify from whence they came. When we start living abundant life, we need to tell those out there, this is how I got there. I quit looking down and I started looking up. All right. right. My life changed when I allowed God to reproduce himself in me. I'm going to say it over here. My life changed when I allowed God to reproduce himself in me. 
It changed my way of thinking. It changed my way of processing things. It changed my attitude towards things. That's right. Right? Lastly, from the message, steep your life in God reality. And live in God reality. Sister Gwen and I read every night a book that's talking about the Holy Spirit. And it's talking about reality. You know, you could have your dreams, but you got to live in reality. Mm-hmm. You see, right. you can have your dreams, but you got to live in reality. All right. right. And God initiative and God provisions. God initiative and God provision. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about missing out. Mm-hmm. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Everything. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find out that all the things that you want will be met. Just ain't time yet. Just ain't time yet. Don't forget what you learned today. Live it. We're Christians. We ought to be different. Now in this church here, we're not trying to conform to the world. The scripture says, don't conform to culture. We're Christians. We're Christ-like. We want God to reproduce himself in us. Not what the world is singing, and not what the world is wearing, and not what the world is eating. We're right. Christians. We act like Christians. We dress like Christians. We think like Christians. We process like Christians. We have the attitude of Christians. Mm-hmm. Is that right? That's right. All right, amen. Amen. Father God, we come first of all asking you to forgive us of the way that we We got saved, but yet we wanted to hold on to some of the things in our old life. But this morning we come, we're giving all that up. We want to live a new life. We want to live a new resurrected life through the power of Jesus, the Holy Spirit come in and dwell in us, and we can live in God realities. We're through with ourselves. We're through with what we see on TV. We're through with what the world's culture and all that. We're not into that anymore. We're wanting to live a new resurrected life. And when we live that life, our habits change, our beliefs change, our words change, our actions change, and, 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 and our character changes. Mm-hmm. And this is what we're about over here at Christ Temple North. We want to start out new. Every member, those that are listening and our friends, every one of us in our homes first, in our lives first, then it's in our homes, then it goes to our churches and our communities. We want to live a new resurrected life. We need our marriages resurrected, and they can't be resurrected and fixed until the individuals get resurrected. Our children and on down. We want this new resurrected life. We want to live a Christ life. We want to act like Christ as husbands, wives, brothers, sisters, fathers, mothers, sons, daughters. This is what we're about today. A new resurrected life in Christ Jesus. We ask that you send the Holy Spirit to baptize us and to let it over, him overflow in our lives that we are heaven bound looking to heaven because we know that you got everything taken care of on earth. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen. And all in agreement said amen. Amen. All right. <laughs>